You're now listening to the A Place of Refuge Productive Living Podcast with Bishop Barry D. Walker. A Place of Refuge vision is to cause people to be productive in every aspect of life according to God's Word. For more information, please stop by our website at www.aplaceofrefugechurch.org. Now, here's today's message already in progress. Isaiah 55. We want to consider two verses. Verses 8 and 9. Isaiah prophesying or speaking on God's behalf says this. For my thoughts are not your thoughts. Nor are your ways my ways. Says who? For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Read it one more time. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Notice the separation or the distance between the thoughts of the people that Isaiah was prophesying to in God. Notice how huge it is. As high as the heavens is from the earth. So it was a great separation. But it also implies in reference to God that his thoughts and his ways are unique. Think about it. As high as the heaven is from the earth, they're unique. His thoughts and his ways are unique. And based upon the text and all that I have said, my subject this morning is simply God's unique thoughts and ways. God's unique thoughts and ways. And we're going to give our Lord another big hand of praise before we go further. few definitions of unique. Number one, I want to give you the root meaning of unique, which is one. One. Unified. 
Because one, in one sense, is the number of unity. One, a unique in reference to God, speaks of him being unchanging. He is one, or he's always the same. That's the reason Malachi decreed in Malachi 3 and 6, God changes not. The Hebrew writer said it another way, but it's basically the same. He said in Hebrews 13 and 8, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. God is one. He is unchanging. And I love that about him because I, I don't want God to make me a promise. And when certain things happen, he changes his mind. God is not like that. that, that that's the reason God spoke better and bigger before COVID. But he didn't change his mind because COVID manifested because he is one he changes not unique says about him that he is rare he's not a common god he's not ordinary even though sometimes we want him to be ordinary we want God to use what the world calls common sense. But that's not who he is. He is rare. Who do you know other than God that's omniscient? Who do you know other than God that's omnipotent? Who do you know that's bold enough to say in the midst of chaos in the earth, the earth is mine's and is fullness. Letting us know despite the chaos, despite what's going on, I'm still in charge. Yeah, I know you heard something on the news. I know you heard about this, that, and the other. But don't panic. Why? Because I'm still in charge. That's the reason we can sleep in peace at night because we know God is in control. That's the reason when bad does happen, we don't just start tripping because we know God is in control. He's not common, he's rare. He's unique in that he does not move on man's timing. He moves on his own time. I had to learn that about God. Because sometimes as a person, we want God to hurry up and do something. And no matter how much we plead with him to hurry up and do, God going to stick to his time. And when it comes to time, the best time for something to happen is God's timing. Aren't you glad God is not on your timetable? 
Aren't you glad he didn't do certain things you wanted him to do? Because if he would have did that particular thing you wanted him to do two years ago, you'd be messed up right now. But God said, no, it ain't time for that right now. I'm going to wait, and when I do drop something on you, you're going to know that it was me, and you're going to know that it was the right time. God is unique. And we have to remember that he is unique. He's rare. He's rare. He is not common. Not at all. And the one thing that I want to talk about that speaks of God being unique is that he is holy. He is holy. And you have to understand that about our God because, because some folks serve gods that clearly they can't be holy. And some folks say, well, you know, I'm a such and such. Now, oh, you, you are? Yeah, I'm such and such. Well, don't y'all still believe you can go out and get drunk, do this, that, and the other? Yeah, that's okay. We can still do that. Well, that means that the God you say you serve is not holy. So you say you part of, of a religion, but you can still do what you want to do. So really ain't nothing changed except you do a few chants every now and then, but you still can do that mess you... But the one thing about our God is that he is holy. And it does not just speak of him being sacred or set apart, but it speaks of him being perfect or flawless. Flawless. Nothing needs to change about God because he is Holy, flawless. And you have to understand that because, because when you talk about who you're following, you're, you're following someone without blemish. Someone that is peculiar. Someone that is divine in the truest sense. He's flawless. Perfect. Blameless, matchless, no one to compare when it comes to our God. He's holy. And he wants his children to be holy. Let, let, me, let me show you something. Go with me to First Peter chapter 1. 1 Peter chapter 1. First Peter chapter 1. We'll start at verse 15, I think. That's where I want to start. Now, for clarity's sake, let's start at verse 13. Now, this is what Peter told the saints. He says, therefore, gird up the loins of your mind. Be sober. Or basically think the way you need to think. Or think like 
God told you to think. Therefore, gird up the loins of your mind, be sober, and rest your hope fully upon the grace that is to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. As obedient children, not conforming yourselves to the former lust, as in your ignorance, but as he who called you is holy. Now notice God is holy. But then he turns around and he, he says this right here in reference to the church. But as he who call you as holy, you also, notice, be holy in all your conduct. Says to us, we are to be holy. See, God does not have to be because he already is. But when it comes to the church, we have to be. That says first that we have to make the choice to be holy. See, you can tell if somebody really sanctified because they have made the choice to be holy. That means that, that, that their choice is going to be revealed. You're going to know that they have chose to be holy based upon their thoughts, their words, and their deeds. See, folk can tell you they're Christian all day long, but, but if you don't see... See, holiness when it comes to what they're thinking, to what they're saying, and to what they're doing, they're not holy. We have to be holy. We have to think it, we have to talk it, and we have to do it. The root, a one root meaning of be is to grow. That means it's going to be a process. So reading the Bible tells us that we grow in grace. And in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So, so a person that is truly holy understands it's a process. Now, now, when you got saved the first month, you may have slipped and cursed. But if you've been saved a year, well, let me back up, six months. And you still cursing folk out. You ain't saved. You ain't saved. You ain't Christian. You ain't holy. Be holy. As he who has called you is holy. You be holy. In what? All your conduct. All your behavior. But you have to grow into it. You have to choose not to curse somebody out that has given you a reason to get in your flesh. Yeah, they gave you a reason, but you ain't going to do it. Why? Because you're a changed person. Oh, you better come here. 2 Corinthians 5 and 17. If anyone is in Christ, he or she is a new creation. All things have what? Pass. Then it says, behold, look. Everything has become new. The process is happening. They're growing in God. They're not the same person that they used to be. Don't so and so go to your church. Man, he still be doing all that other. Yeah, the door is open for anybody to come in. You do dumb stuff. You can come too, but 
but legitimate members are striving to be holy in thought, word, and deed. As he which has called you to be holy. You be holy. You be holy. You, you grow in holiness. You strive to be like your God. You strive to be like your Savior. You strive to be like the one that pulled you out of your mess and changed your life for the better. Oh, ask your neighbor, did he change you for the better? Shout your answer. One more time, ask another neighbor, did he change you for the better? Shout your answer. That's the reason when we tell folks, I ain't, I ain't where I really want to be, but I sure ain't where I used to be. You letting them know I'm holy. I'm striving to be just like the one that called me. I'm striving to be just like the one that lifted me up when I couldn't lift up myself. I'm striving to be like the one that put song in my heart to sing. I'm striving to be like Jesus. Why you want to be like Jesus? Because he's been good to me. Because he's been better to me than anybody. He's been better to me than I've been to myself. That's the reason I'm going to say it everywhere I go. Can't nobody but nobody but nobody but nobody but nobody but nobody but nobody do you like Jesus. You can't tell folk you've been saved 10 years and you still cursing folk out. drinking look all the time and you tell me what you say you ain't say as he which has called you is holy you be holy you be holy touch not the unclean thing he wants us to be like him. And that's on him. For, for God to want us. To be like him. That is a blessing. Because we got relatives we sure don't want to be like. We got friends we don't want to be like. Because we see how jacked up their lives are. But for God who is omniscient, omnipotent. For him to want us to be like him. It's a privilege. Folk look down on folk that sanctify. It's a blessing to be sanctified. A blessing to be like God. Man, why you didn't wait till you got older to get saved? Because it's a privilege to be like my creator. The one that saved me when I couldn't help myself. And see, we never need to forget where we came from. Never need to forget who delivered us from the mess we were wrapped up, tied up, and tangled up in. 
Oh, you look good now, sister. You don't look like that whore you used to be. Oh, did I offend you by saying that? As if to say it's not true. You know where you came from. Well, maybe I'll say it about myself. Walker, you don't look like the low-down man you used to be. Well, that's just the truth. The only reason I am what I am is because of him. My question to you is, is that your testimony? Boldly look at somebody and say the only reason. Finish it. And so he wants us to be holy in all of our conduct. When it comes to our behavior, we don't act like God. Now anybody can do it in church for an hour or two. Or anybody should be able. Some folk can't even do right in. But he wants us to be holy in the church. And outside the church. At the house. And on the job. When we're making choices. And we're just taking it easy. Still wants us to be. And so again, he said, B, we ought to grow into it. And, and the longer we are in Christ, the closer we ought to be to, to being perfected in him. And in order to be holy, you got to lay aside weight and sin according to Hebrews 12. The first two verses. Contextually. Or when it comes to the book of Isaiah. Isaiah. At the time was talking to folk. That God had. Had blessed. But they had turned their back on God. I need to show you something before we go to the primary text. Go with me to Isaiah 1. First chapter of Isaiah. I'm going to start at verse 2. heavens and give ear O earth for the Lord has spoken I have nourished and brought up children we can sum that up by saying that he, he, he had been good to Israel notice he nourished and brought them up he was good to them but we can put our name down he, he, has he nourished us he done fed us naturally and spiritually. And look at how he done raised us up. Some of us didn't have a pot to twill in. 
nor a yard to cast it in. But look how God has blessed us. Some of us didn't have a car. We had a hoopty, but it wasn't. You know, it's different between a hoopty and a car. But the bottom line, God has nourished us and brought us what? Up. Bottom line, he has blessed us. He has caused us not to be the tail, but the to live above, not. And if you're not there yet, if you stay in God, you will be. But now notice this. He says, I have nourished and brought up children and they have rebelled. Against me. I done blessed them, but they done turned their back on me. He goes on to say, The ox knows his owner, the donkey is master's crib. But Israel does not know. My people do not consider. The implication Israel had stopped acknowledging the Lord. To, to acknowledge is twofold. First, it means to show appreciation. To give God praise. And, and you know when you praise God, it, it's good to praise him for what he's done. He's doing and he's going to do. Now, when he said Israel does not know that they, they, have, they do not consider, they have rebelled, that means that they stop showing appreciation. You, you have folks that when, when they got saved, you couldn't stop them from giving God the praise. But some of the same folk Act like they don't know God. You have for that, that they would miss a Sunday. Then you have for that choose to miss Sundays. They choose to do it. Not that they have to, just choose to do it. Don't get mad at me now. If I'm wrong by saying what I'm saying, you're going to say, you're wrong for that, but now you know I ain't wrong. You have folk that choose to do wrong instead of right. Don't appreciate the Lord. Don't show appreciation. But then, to acknowledge also means to show awareness. See, don't ever get to the point to where you act as if you have what you have because of your job. Because of your education. Well, yeah, I, 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 that's, that's mine right there. Yes, yes. Now, don't, don't, don't get on the porch when it ain't time to get on the porch. 
you have to show awareness let folks know if it had not been for him you wouldn't be where you are you wouldn't have what you have don't ever give anything or anybody God's glory all the glory all the honor should go to the Lord no matter how well you are doing right now, always let folks know the reason it's happening for me is because of the Lord. But, but notice in, in the text, Israel had disowned God. I better read that. Y'all didn't, y'all didn't see that in the text. Let me read it again. They had disowned him. Look, look at this. We still in Isaiah 1. Lord have mercy. Notice. Verse 3. Isaiah 1 and 3. The ox knows its owner. The donkey is master's crib. But Israel does not know. My people do not consider. What's the implication? They disown him. The ox didn't act like a person that was not his master was not his master. No. Oh, the donkey knew how to go right back to the barn. Yeah, I'm going where I stay. I know where I stay. But Israel had disowned God. Well, brother, did the Lord tell you to do? Uh, I can't say that God told me to do it. I just seen the opportunity. You've seen the opportunity? Even though you know Proverbs 3, 5, and following tells you to acknowledge him in all your ways and he will direct your path. See, what seems like a blessing if God didn't tell you to do it is a curse. Israel was under a curse. And whenever we don't acknowledge God in the manner that we do, we put ourselves under a curse. It, it, it was a story that Jesus talked about in scripture. He talked about this man that, that had went and basically harvest his crop and had a lot and he just decided you know what I'm just going to build me a, a, a bigger barn and I'm going I'm to put my stuff in there and then I'm just going to rest now to the world it would have been a prosperous person but then when Jesus finished the story he said thou fool you fool you a fool for thinking you can, you can prosper and not acknowledge me. You fool, this night your soul is required of you. And then get to do what he spoke out of his mouth because he never acknowledged God 
I, I don't understand how, how preachers can preach without talking to God. I don't, I don't understand how ministers can get up and MC and know they haven't been in the closet with God. How someone can take for granted taking the offering and tithes of God. Or how someone can be on God's instruments of singing in his praise team and not reverence him. God is to be acknowledged. And when God is not acknowledged, you are clearly out of the will of God. And it's just a manner of time. Before the curses start to manifest. The best place to be is in the will of God. The safest place to be is in the will of God. They disown God. And so Isaiah began to, to minister Israel to tell them things chapter after chapter starting in chapter 1 and ending in the last chapter chapter 66 but we are not concerned with all of what he said only what he said in Isaiah 55 8 and 9 we are concerned with this because this is what God not only wanted Isaiah to say to Israel, but he wanted Walker to say to a place of refuge. So consider again Isaiah 55, 8 and 9. And keep in mind he's talking to folks that did not acknowledge God, did not show appreciation and awareness. And so Isaiah says to the children of God, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. What you're thinking is not in my mind. What you're doing is not according to my plan. My thoughts are not your thoughts. Or your ways, my ways. When it comes to God's thoughts, you have to consider that his thoughts are based upon his omniscience. Him being all knowing. God does not think on the surface. He does not think in general. He does not think based upon common sense. That's not how he thinks. That's not what's going on in his mind. Then we also have to consider his, his ways, his, his doings. He, he does not do.
do things the normal way. No, he, he does not do things the normal way. See, folk will tell you, get a good education and get you a good job, get you a 401k. And you will be set. But see, that may not be what God has ordained for your life. You may want to be a straight eight to five, but you have to ask yourself, is that God's will or your will? You may start in one place, but God may change it and say something else. The main thing is being on the same page with God. Why? The safest place to be and the best place to be is in the will of God. I got to be in his will. Even when folk trying to push me out the will, I need to elbow or do something because the safest place to be and the best place to be is in Your thoughts are not my thoughts. And your ways are not my ways. And, and, and folk are trapped even in the church. Yeah, God blessed me with that. See, God didn't bless folk with everything they say he blessed them with. Thank you for them few claps. Listen, listen to this. Listen to this. The one person that is lied on more than anybody is God. Disasters happen, and guess who they want to blame? God. Ask dumb questions. Where was God in all this? Why didn't God do such and such? Well, why don't you read his word and study it? Or get up under somebody and learn his word, and then you'll know why God didn't do certain things instead of blaming him. Are lying on him. See, man can bless you. Yes, he can. Man can bless you. A drug addict, a drug pusher can bless you. Some things for call a blessing is not of God didn't come from God you, you, may, you may call something a blessing that you're earning something from but it's still not God's blessing well I call everything it, it's, it's originating from God so everything is a blessing no you, you don't know scripture go with me to Proverbs real quick Proverbs 29 real quick Lord have mercy. Am I in the right chapter? The blessings of the Lord makes one. The blessings of who? What scripture is that? 10 and 21. The blessings of the Lord makes one. The blessing of who? Why is it specific? Why does it specifically say the blessing of the Because he wants us to know 
that there is a distinction between other folk blessing you and him blessing you. Proverbs 10 and 22, right? Lord, I don't know why I got Proverbs 29. But anyway, the blessing of the Lord makes one and he know what? If God bless you with something, he not going to take something else away that he bless you with. Why? Because the blessing of the Lord makes one and he has no what? With it. Now the blessings of a man you holding on? Can make you rich. But it's going to be some sorrow. Hold on. Not only going to be no sorrow. It's going to be a cause. It's going to be something that that man going to require that's in contrast to the will of God. That's the reason you have to always acknowledge him. Y'all with me? So God said, what, what you're thinking is not in my mind. The way you're acting is not according to my ways. Bottom line, he had to tell his children, you are out of my will. And see, this, this is a sad thing. His children were, were not just out of his, his will and, and it was going to take just something small to change it. Their thoughts and their ways had separated them from God. He said as high as the heavens is from the earth, so are my thoughts and ways from yours. They had fallen that far back. It, it's amazing because you, you can talk to folk that have been in the church, but, but you get to talk to them. You're like, man, he don't even talk like he. He don't even talk like he pray. <laughs> he don't even talk like it. Man, I know where he going to say that. Man, I know he know better than that. He he. But see, he done separated himself from God. See, God sanctifies us. He separates us from things and people that are in contrast to his will. 
He does not intend for us to be separated from him. He, he wants us to be close to him. But he had to tell him your thoughts and your ways are off. As far as the heaven is from the earth. Letting them know you can't even measure how far you have gotten from me. Folk will fight you when you're trying to tell them the will of God. Or ignore you when you're trying to tell them the truth. Or act like you ain't saying nothing. I'll get up here and proclamate the word. I'll take time to, to talk to folks individually and tell them what does says the Lord. And they'll leave like we ain't even had no conversation. I have even typed out stuff saying, look, if you follow this right here, you, you'll be blessed. And I guess they must have took the paper, balled it up, and threw it away because they didn't put anything into action. And, and the sad thing is, when I look at it, I knew, I didn't even have to ask them about the paper because when I look, I said, Lord, stay still on the curse. They didn't take heed to what I told them. And so God was letting them know, you done separated me. You ain't thinking like I told you to think. You're not acting the way I told you. I told you to be holy. I told you to be just like me. But you're not like me because my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. And should they be? Yes. But we should be right there. That's him. Why? I'm going to show you why. I'm going to show you why our mind and our ways should be right there with God. It shouldn't be that type of a separation. Keep in mind, I showed you in Isaiah 1, 2, and 3 that they had disowned God. Let me show you some stuff. Let's go to Philippians 2 first. Lord have mercy. Y'all hurry up. Woo. Philippians 2 and 5. Let this mind be in you. Who is a you? The church. Which was also in Christ Jesus. Part of your mind is your thoughts. When he told them that his thoughts were higher. That wasn't telling them something that they should have clapped about. It was letting them know how far off they had gotten because of their rebellion. 
had stopped thinking like God. See, see, there's some folk that, that I have learned, once you tell them something, you just leave it alone. Don't even say nothing else about it. Because they out of the will of God. And they'll turn around and try to fight you. Because you're telling them the truth. A perfect example is, is John the 8th chapter. Jesus had told some folks, he said, look, if y'all continue in, in, in the word, you'll be my disciples indeed. And you'll know the truth and the truth shall make you free. And when he said that, he said, hey, we're already free. Jesus, oh, Lord. I'm paraphrasing. And went on to, went on to just see that once he said that, that, that they received some of the word, but some of the word they didn't. Typical of church folk. Something folks will shout about. But some things come forth, they'll fight it. Get mad at the preacher. They got mad at Jesus that day. And so Jesus had to tell them, look, you, you, I, I, I know I told you if you continue in the truth, the truth will make you free. But I done found out you are of your father, the devil. One verse he was telling them the truth will make them free. Few verses down, he was telling them, You are of your father, the devil. When your mindset is not as the mind of Christ, but at one time it was, a question needs to be asked Who has bewitched you? Who made you do? What you're doing. Who calls you to separate. To move from the. Safest. And best place. Let this man. In you, that was all so in Christ Jesus. I got to finish this. Notice this. Lord have mercy, y'all stay with me. Who, being in the form or image of God, just like us, man, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God. He was determined to be just like God, even though he was in the flesh or physical. Body. He was a hundred percent man, a hundred percent God. And so Paul tells the church, your mind needs to be just like the mind of Jesus. Jesus the man. Perfect pattern. Perfect example. But but Paul didn't stop there. He said in 1 Corinthians 11 and 1. Look, I need y'all to, I need y'all to imitate me just as I also imitate Christ. It should be a pattern throughout the church where you see Christ being imitated in thought, word. Indeed. 
Let's go further. Romans 12. Verses 1 and 2. I beseech you therefore brethren by the mercies of God. That you present your bodies. A living sacrifice. To who? God. Presented how? Holy. Acceptable to God. Which is your reasonable service. Which is the right thing to do. Then he said. And do not be conformed to this world. Don't start thinking and behaving like the world. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove or know. We can even put in acknowledge what is the good acceptable perfect will of God. That's what he wanted. That's exactly what he wanted from the church. Wanted them to behave like God and to think like God. But again, Isaiah was dealing with folks whose mindset was just not there. See, see, when, when your mindset is, is on a God level, you just ain't, you just ain't going to hang around just anybody. You just ain't going to do just anything. If some of us in here, we wouldn't dare make a move without talking to God. We'll even take it a step further. We'll talk to the pastor or we'll talk to an elder or somebody that we know is mature enough to give us direction. But when you get to the point. To where you can't even talk to your pastor. Elders. And others. In reference to what you, sh- you are doing. What you are thinking. You are out of the will of God. Whenever you fight what God is is saying through his prophets. You are out of the will of God. You are going to be cursed. Why? Believe his prophets. So shall you prosper. Y'all quiet as a house mouse. As the old saying goes. Y'all alright? Is the word right? And so if God is unique, I'm supposed to be unique when it comes to my thoughts and my ways. That means I, I, I don't have to settle for what you want me to sell for. I need to be in the will of God. Again, because the safest place to be and the best place to be is in the will of God. And I'm done. I'm done.